SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ladies and gentlemen, I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. It's in this league. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. Come again with Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh. Can't wait. What does that do? Did that blow your mind? That just happened. Welcome in, friends. It is in this league. Right here on the Sports Grid. Mightier 1090, all the places, all the things. It is Bogman. It is Welsh. That is us. We got three hours or two, I don't know, depending where you're listening to and what places. Sometimes our entire show might not air for all the people, Bogman. So I really shouldn't say that three-hour tour thing because it doesn't work all the time. No, I mean, we'll, we'll take whatever we can get, Welsh. So I got a little uh, like, uh, was that Walken or Shatner there where I was like, you know, it was a Walken. It was just like, it doesn't work all the time. It doesn't work all the time. And it all wrong. Say it again. I'll stab you in the face with a soldering iron. Let me ask you something. Does your mother sew? Get her to sew that. I would love to get a resurgence of your impressions. I want to get that back. I want to resurrect. Yeah, to practice them again. You think that during the pandemic, all I would have time to do is practice impressions? I didn't do any of it. So yeah. uh, I, now I'm too busy listening to sea shanties like everybody else on Twitter. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, at least it's not time wasted. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, I needed to learn these sea shanties. What if I'm on a boat at some point exploring the world in yeah, 800? There, there is kind of like a, um, I don't know, there's a feeling that crosses over you when you listen to, like, whether it's like Celtic music or I think like folk music or, you know, even go to shanties. You get, when you get layered organic instruments. Working music. Yeah, something like that. There's something about it that makes you feel just like a step above everybody else. Like you're just, if I like I, I run in the mornings, I listen to podcasts and stuff. I'm contemplating to start putting in sea shanties. Cause I feel like it might be a little bit more pep and I might be like, I might have a little less, like more attitude to walk around. What are you listening like, to now? Stabbing yeah. westward? I'll, I'll, no, I don't, I listen to podcasts, but I'll be running and I'll see someone walking. And I'll be like, scrub the deck. And you know, it's just like, <laughs> going and like sea shanties. I feel like would get me going. It might, you know, maybe make me a better leader. Yeah, yeah, especially the ones that have instructions. You're going to be out there trying to hoist the sails. There's no way people call the cops on you for looking like a crazy person. I don't think yeah. so, but uh, I, I 100% agree with that. Uh, friendos, we got a whole bunch on the episode today. Ooh, big trade, big, huge NBA trade that uh, we all saw coming and maybe even sooner than Bogman predicted in the preseason. There's football action. We got a preview of what we did in last week and coming into this week so don't go anywhere it's bogman it's welsh it's in this league and we got you we'll be right back sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com It's in this league. Buckle up, buckaroo. All night. Patreon.com slash ITL Army. That's where you can find Bogman and the Welsh. Our audio universe lives there. Whether it's ranks 
like the Baseball Dynasty and Redraft and all that fun stuff, whether it's the Comedy Secret Shows, live streams, Group Me Room so you can access us. And there's more. There's always more. There's more stuff that's uh, living there. And you are directly supporting Bogman and I because we're just a couple of couple old pirates at sea alone singing our sea shanties with uh, whatever, <laughs> you know, whatever pillaging we can possibly do. And you can come pillage with us. Patreon.com slash ITL Army. I would say, I mean, like, this it, is ultimately down the rabbit hole, right? Like, this is the ultimate. It, it almost feels like, you know, how you get stuck in a YouTube rabbit hole and, and uh, you, you start going to, and you just lose an hour or two, and you're like, okay, well, I guess I'm coming up for air now. Yeah. It, it feels like the whole world is doing that right now on Twitter with just certain subjects. Like, we yeah. all got into Tiger King, right? Oh, so, but, everyone, you, but there's a reason behind it. It's because. Oh, yeah. There's a, there's a lack of I think there's the lack of um, I don't want to say the lack of content, but I, I think I think it's more acceptable now. I think people are looking for the rabbit hole where, yeah. where people would find themselves in it. People are looking for it and people go on the trends and shanties is great. You know, I, yeah. I have um, have you ever had a, a like a YouTube video? It might have like appeared on the rabbit hole and then you click on it and then maybe you do a couple there's one I'm thinking of. It's this. It was okay. this like super conspiratorial thing that at first I thought was interesting because I was like, "Oh, this might be interesting." No, it was like bright side or bright something. Okay. <clears throat> and they had a video or two I was super interested in, but then as I was going, I was like, "Oh, this is the type of video series that's going to get you on a list <clears throat> because they don't <laughs> believe anything." Like, uh, like yeah. it was one. It was without yelling. There, there would have been a video probably talking about the lizard people under Best Buy <clears throat> without yelling. Like, that's where it was going. Yeah. And it's still popping Very calm about it. Time. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, that needs to go away. But we'll get to real things. But I did find, I, I have found one thing, one amazing thing that's happened from the YouTube rabbit hole. I have a, a section, a, a type of video, a section of videos that will instantly make me off type of videos too that I watch. I have found the video that will make me happy any time I need it. And that's Ooh, pretty yeah. special. Think about, think about that. Like anytime you're mad or you're I need, upset I or something. Need it. I need it. So okay. I can send it to you when you get like you get. So, so like once a week. Right. So day. <laughs> every single time <clears throat> it will work. 100 out of 100 times. What is this video? I have to see it now. All I but but there's a multitude of them. All I have to do is watch Always Sunny in Philadelphia outtakes bloopers. That's <laughs> it. Uh, the other night I was working and I uh, I was in my office and like sometimes I like I have multiple computers and I have one playing something while I'm doing something and I happen to see one because I, I do it from time to time. I watch oh, it. Yeah. I click on it and I'll like, okay, I'll listen to this for five minutes before I go and lay down. And I watch the entire 33 minutes of bloopers yeah. because every single one gets me. Can I explain to you why, why it popped up on your YouTube? Because you and I use the same in this league YouTube and I no, it's watch my personal. It's my I, personal. It's your personal one? Okay. Yeah. Well, because well, I've watched it, them from time to time. Okay, but your personal one's probably tied to the in this league one because you know, email addresses and all that stuff. So I watch those all the time. I love watching outtakes. It's one of my favorite things. It's yeah. it's like to me, and you're absolutely right about no matter what mood I'm in, I can watch this and laugh. Uh, it, it's 
it's they're almost watching outtakes, especially when you've seen the show a bunch. But even if you haven't, they're funny. You don't um, have to. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to. But the uh, they're like those videos that, you know, people show of like babies laughing and people laughing really hard. And it's like, watch this and try not to laugh. I can actually deadpan uh, those for a while. I can't deadpan every single one of them, but I can deadpan those for a little bit. But the outtakes just I can't handle it. I laugh. It's, every time. it's therapy. I mean, it's anybody that's struggling on anything. I would tell you if you need to change your your mood, you, you just just you pick any. Dennis needs his tools. Did did you get to that one? I don't know. I, I just oh, I just laugh and I cry and it's it's the it's the best thing. It, it completely changes my mode. Probably something maybe the Houston Rockets could have jumped in and helped out with. Oh, I don't know. Just a little bit early with our boy, James Harden. That was one of the bigger moves um, that we've seen in quite a while. And it had multiple legs on it. If, it, if people don't know, four player trade went down in the NBA. And Bo honestly, Bogman might need to watch some Always Sunny in Philadelphia bloopers when that trade went down. We were talking about it off. We had recorded like a baseball podcaster something and we were talking about the trade and and we've obviously gone through this in the off season. I thought James Harden could get traded before the season started or very early. So I think I ended up being, I, I don't know if I'm right. It's a month into nah, the season. Right. It's early. It's yeah. early way before the deadline. And I, at first you weren't with it. And then you started to turn with me. You're like, no, this is getting bad. It got to the point where Harden after they got their ass beat in, yeah. came out and was like, all right, here's where I'm at. There's nothing left with this team. There's no coming back. This, you know, I, I don't remember the exact words of what he said, but he, he left he said, it I'm like, to, I love this city. I've done everything I possibly can. It's a crazy situation and it, it cannot be fixed. Yeah, it cannot be fixed was the nail in the coffin. <clears throat> so then the rumor comes out that the team w might be willing to sit him until they make a deal. Then a, a heavy, heavy rumor, which, you know, you, well, let's talk about this on here. <clears throat> the rumor with the 76ers was they were in the late stages of moving Harden, Rockets, moving Harden to the 76ers for Ben Simmons and Tyrese, Tyrese Maxey, which I liked. And you immediately told me, you're like, I hate it. I want them to just blow it up. I don't like Ben Simmons. You're like, I just want a bunch of picks with the Nets or something. And I was like, ah, come on. That's, that's lame. It doesn't work like that in the NBA. I hate it. And it was, you were right. They ended up pulling a four team trade where um, you know, through, you know, this person trading here and here and here, the Rockets got Oladipo. Um, they got four first round picks. They got rights to pick swaps. They got some other guy. Uh, Jared Allen went to the Cavs. The Nets got Harden. And I'm trying, I mean, I don't even know who the Pacers got. It was just a weird Pacers, trade. They just got Karis LeVert. So it was Rockets yeah. got through uh, Oladipo, through the Oladipo <laughs> trade. That's right. Yeah, they got uh, Oladipo, Dante Exum, and Rodonis Karukas, uh, three Brooklyn first-round picks, a Milwaukee first-round pick, and four pick swaps. Pacers get Karis LeVert in the second under from Houston, and the Cavs got Jared Allen and Tory Prince. That was the entirety of the deal. So, um, <clears throat> so you were, if you were running Houston, then it definitely would have been Ben Simmons, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, see, that's what was so odd to me because – the NBA is, um, I mean, to be fair, it just takes one pick. It takes one pick to get right in the NBA uh, to change your entire organization around. And I mean, I guess you could say that about all sports. I'm not sure that's 100% accurate, but NBA, it's very special. But 
getting that pick is so much more difficult than the NBA because the rate of return on like second round picks is, is minuscule, minuscule compared to the other sports. And even the second half of the first round return, it's just not the same. So it's like, you got to get inside that top 12 or 13 and you got to hit the perfect one. So they're not going to get any pick. They got to take one pick. Maybe, I don't even know if it was that unprotected. Was it a Milwaukee pick? That one's not going to be great. It's a bunch of picks that... There's a bunch of picks that are not good. They're going to be late. That is built around rechanging this organization. So in my eyes, I see a bunch of black picks that maybe they can package and maybe move up a little bit at some point. Maybe. I would rather move away from that. And I'd rather have a guy like Ben Simmons who does have star power, who is a winner. He's got some flaws, but you can sell some jerseys, get some butts and seats when they can be there. And it might work and, and I, I potentially you could move him later on in a that, better deal. That's true. Uh, the, my thing about Ben Simmons is we just went from a guy that can't win. We want another, another guy that can't win. He doesn't do enough well, to your team, you know? So let's I would do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. We got to go to break. Okay. I talked a lot there. I want to get your take on it because I was pro Ben Simmons, just like in fantasy. Give me the one stud guy instead of a whole bunch of blah. You wanted some of the blah because you think they can turn around that way. So let's talk more about the hardened trade. Yeah, blah. Uh, we got to go to break, though. Uh, Bogdan Welsh, I feel we'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. In this league. Somebody royally forked up. Somebody forked up. Why can't I say fork? If you're trying to curse, you can't hear. It's full shirt. Holy mother forking shirt balls. Welcome back, friends. It's in this league. I am the Welsh. You can find me on Twitter at the Welsh at is it the Welsh? Forgot my own Twitter handle. That's Scott Bogman. Find him on Twitter at Bogman Sports. And if you dig ITL, you can go to our Teespring to- uh, store. It's Teespring ITL store. Just put it on the Google and you can get the brand new logos. I can only do that for another week or so. We got the sign. We got the podcast. We got Fat Lance. We got just everything. Everything's over there. Shirts, hoodies, mugs. Check it out today. Teespring ITL store. Do it. We were talking James Harden. We were talking the, the big NBA trade. Tons of implications. Four teams. Changes the, I mean, it changes the scope of the Rockets, though they did a good job bringing in a couple cheap big name acquisitions in John Wall. I mean, it ups the value of John Wall. It ups the value theoretically of DeMarcus Cousins. They bring in Victor Oladipo. Rockets are still competitive as, you know, as they can be. The West is just tough, though, and I just don't see yeah. them, you know. They're, they're going to probably... They make the playoffs, it's going to be as a 7 or 8 seed. It'll be like the Phoenix Suns for the last 4 or 5 years. Like, they'll probably. just be on the brink. Maybe they'll be an 8 or something like that. But <clears throat> where you and I just disagreed, but you and ultimately ended up being right... I just would have rather like fantasy owners would have done. I would have rather got one big stud and then, you know, Maxi had a huge game. And if that really was what we were looking at, you got picks in Westbrook, you get Simmons, you got Maxi, 
there's more trade assets. You're still competitive. I liked it across the board. I just liked that better across the board for the Rockets. But to be fair, maybe it wasn't a total, total overhaul. And that's what you wanted. And that is what happened. They they got all the picks that they could possibly get from Brooklyn. Brooklyn, they, I mean, they invested their future into making this happen. Apparently, Karis LeVert turned into Victor Oladipo, who's an expiring contract. So, I mean, talk to me about your feelings about this. Harden was one of your favorite players. You were done yeah. with him. He's gone. And you guys, you got some substance, but, I mean, what'd you get? Well, well, here's the thing is... Um... You know, I've always liked Harden, and he's an amazing player. And people, uh, I understand that people don't like him, but I, I've had this thing with Mike D'Antoni. And you know, we live out here in Arizona. One of my one of my good friends is a uh, the biggest Suns fan you'll ever meet in your life. And uh, you know, the Suns were always a bridesmaid, uh, never the bride. Uh, all that, all that good stuff um, with Mike D'Antoni out here. And I said to my buddy at one point, I'm like, look. Mike D'Antoni is a good coach, but you will never win a championship with him. And, and that stung him. And then the Rockets hired Mike D'Antoni, and he said, what do you think about that now? And then I said, I think I'm still right, but I hope I'm wrong. And I was right. Mike D'Antoni in his system is not good enough to win in the NBA. It's just not. So um, that experiment happened and failed a couple times. I think that it, the Rockets could have won in 2017 when uh, Chris Paul got hurt. In the Western Conference Finals, you know, the Rockets were up 3-2, had a lead in Game 6. Chris Paul gets hurt. Uh, Golden State comes back and wins Game 6, wins Game 7, goes on to the Finals. So um, that was the closest they got. So it hurts uh, to see James Harden go, but we found out this offseason that James Harden has been involved in every single situation for this franchise. He has been the decision-maker, which I don't think is right. They shouldn't have given him that amount of power, but he's the guy that wanted Chris Paul to come in. That kind of worked. He's the guy that wanted Mike D'Antoni. And then he's the guy that wanted to get rid of Chris Paul and bring in Russell Westbrook. And that was a complete failure. And then Westy's out and then Harden for whatever reason, Harden made this franchise what it was over the last 10 years and then just gave up on it and said, well, it can't work here. Yeah. Okay. It can't work here. You're right. But, it's his fault. And then he strong armed his way out of town. So this is leaving, you know, the, the last 10 years, everybody with a, a bad taste in their mouth, as far as Harden goes. And well, and the, you know, rockets, I mean, I know you hated it. I didn't like it at the time. You got rid of Capella. That looks, I uh, hated that. It looks yeah. dirtier now. It looks even worse now. And they're built off of, I mean, to be fair, the rockets can just blow it up next year. You got Oladipo, and cousins both on you know gone they can be gone uh, i don't yeah. remember where wall is at he might have more I Wall think he has, has more a years. longer contract and christian wood just signed so those are like I mean, you two build around those two guys yeah you yeah. build around wall and, and wood and, and wall looks relatively comfortable and he's doing his thing but you've got money that's coming off but the big question i mean for you it's you know rockets based but the big question is how in ddd deep bleep bleep is James Harden going to exist in Brooklyn. It's on the, by the way, the memes, mwah, they're fire. Just, yeah. mwah, just ultimate. Like sometimes I, you know, it's all sticky and it's like, you can already guess all the memes that are going to be out there for anything that happens. And people do the same nonsense. This is the tweet, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, everybody is lame and boring and they do the same stuff. 
But man, Harden to Brooklyn brought out some magnificent ones. Here was my favorite. Here's okay, my favorite. all right, yeah, I'll tell you my favorite after. I saw two actually, but my my favorite was it was uh, I don't remember the context of it, but it said the new uh, the new team photo of the Brooklyn Nets, and it was uh, Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. And then it was Mark Henry, Mark Henry the wrestler in a, in a Nets jersey. And then it was a blank space for That's Kyrie Irving. <laughs> yes, that is absolutely my favorite one. It's the best one there is. Uh, yeah. Uh, look, you know, a lot of people making the same jokes, right? There's only one ball. Uh, I, I heard uh, on Sirius they got called the, uh, the, the dribble brothers because Kyrie loves to dribble so much. Harden loves to dribble so much. They, uh, and KD plays a bunch of ISO as well. So there, there's just, there's so much, uh, it, it's so easy right now to, uh, to pick on this team. Uh, oh, yeah. Someone said, someone said Kyrie, I, I saw this online. I'm not, I'm not stealing. It. It's not my original thought Said Kyrie didn't want to be uh Robin to LeBron James. And he look at him now. He's now Alfred to Batman and Robin in Brooklyn. <laughs> look at that. How's that happen? Well, and I thought that was good. Uh, another good meme was NBA memes uh, had this, you know, it's a picture of the guy whose mind is blown, you know, and it says, what if Kyrie disappeared so that the Rockets wouldn't want Kyrie in back in this trade? And then he goes back like that's, you know, playing chess while everyone else is playing checkers and all that good stuff. Yeah, but I mean, uh, the Nets but I'm, look, it, you thought I was I would have been upset about Ben Simmons. I would have oh been livid about Kyrie. Like we've already had a bunch of guys that I don't like on on this team. Uh, in this era, I hate Russell Westbrook. I'm not the biggest CP3 fan, although I, I found a newfound respect for CP3 playing for the Rockets, but I really dislike Westbrook. So if if they would have brought Kyrie in for James Harden, I might have given up on the NBA, to be honest with you. Like I, I mean, just, I don't I don't blame you and that crap. And how is this gonna work from a personality standpoint? Harden Harden has become even more, I feel like, disassociated around the NBA. Durant is very, you know, he's still kind of got that same mentality, likes to look online, kind of, if you want to say soft, he's not that quite that. And then you got Kyrie Irving. He's still aim, he's still MIA. He's still gone. And nobody knows. Does he just, I, literally, have we even seen why he's not there? And how about, uh, well, I mean, they, they keep saying personal reasons and you know, I said on the ITL fantasy basketball show, I thought it was the stuff that happened last Wednesday. Um, you know, he 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 did a lot for social justice over the summer. When oh, I forgot about that. You thought it might have had to do with the stuff that happened at the Capitol and like a statement. Say something, by the way, if it was a statement, like let people know, like I'm doing this out of solidarity for no, this thing that no, happened. No, no, he has no. to be. He says all this stuff is for a bigger cause and all that crap. He just wants attention, and and, and I'm. I mean, I, I don't know how everyone's not sick of it because, like, I, I can understand if that was he was, you know, upset about that and wanted to take a step back and reevaluate things in his life. The, the guy doesn't like basketball that much. He's talked about, you know, how he wants to leave the NBA before he's 29. He's 28 years old, how he'll walk away, blah, 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 blah. So I thought we were kind of getting to that. And then we see on Instagram that he's been out with his, I guess his dad and his sister have a birthday close together. They're out celebrating their birthday. They're doing TikTok dances without mask on. Drake is around for some reason. So he's breaking oh. all these NBA protocols and uh, he's just been missing from the team. And now the NBA is doing an investigation. And if he, um, if he's found to 
have left not for the reasons he gave for other reasons like going to celebrate his family's birthday then he went to lose the money for every game he missed so that's it's like four hundred thousand dollar game he's already missed three he's gonna have to miss at least a couple more coming back from protocols for being out without the mask on because the nba is tightening all that stuff right now so uh th- there's a lot going on you in this so brutal. everything yeah, there's a lot of stuff with it, too, because the big question because we do one thing people don't know. If you're a part of our Patreon and you're at our highest level, you can actually watch the show that we do. You can hang in the room and watch it live. We've got it on video and stuff like that. And um, one of the one of one of our guys in here had said, like, you know, there's not enough ball to go around. And everybody says that and everybody assumes that. But you could look at this as a couple of things like what if this trade was done? Like there, there may have been something that was holding this trade back earlier on, not just Harden, you know, being a, being a D and all this type of stuff. It, there could have been something that the Nets weren't willing to do. Let's just say Karis LeVert. Let's just say Karis LeVert was a part of it or, or, or the Milwaukee pick just for argument's sake here. What if the Nets see this situation with Kyrie Irving and go, we're not getting back from this. He, I don't yeah. think they don't think he's coming back. They need something else with Durant to compete because this is what they built for. So that's what pushed them over. A side thing that you could add to this, let's say that, let's say maybe there's some truth to that. Another thing that really annoys me that I think is clearly being shown here is the lack of care for the regular season. The NBA has laughed at their own regular season of players sitting out, not caring. Cause guess what? I'll bet you Kyrie, no more personal issues when the playoffs come around, that's when it's going to be taken seriously. And they think they can coast in. And then he knew he knows they're going to bring in a guy. He doesn't need to play his games. He'd rather dump the money and miss time to be, uh, to do the family stuff when it's probably one of your last few seasons. There's a lot of it. Yeah. We'll talk a little bit more. It's a ton of Harden uh, and everything else. Don't go anywhere in this league. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. In this league. Oh, I remember. In this league. Oh, I remember. Yeah, I remember that. It's in this league. We are back right here. Minor 1090 Sports Grid. All the places. It is ITL. Find me on Twitter at Is It The Welsh over there at Bogman Sports. That is us. We're talking a lot of talking about uh, the James Harden trade just because there's so much to it. There's so many legs across the board. I and mean, we really haven't even talked about how the Cavs got Jared Allen for nothing, how Victor Oladipo has a chance to, you know, get playing time and kind of have a little resurgence before. I mean, he's probably at this point, nothing more than just an expiring contract, but he's going to get minutes in uh, Houston. Yeah. He gets an audition for the whole NBA right now. Yeah. It's an audition. He's a very likable guy, but the net situation is still just so absolutely mysterious to me. Like, like I said, could it have been the Nets know that Kyrie Irving is on the outs? And I mean, at the end of the day, you don't need a reason to go acquire James Harden. That's probably the smart analysis and the reality of it. And having the big three of those guys is 
I mean, probably more difficult than any other team to to manage. I mean, those guys single-handedly can score you a hundred. So again, you don't need a reason behind it, but it's shrouded in all of it. You know, Kevin Durant, they're going to want to keep Durant around. How do you keep him around? Harden, his buddy, Kyrie is how volatile is Kyrie? He's not showing up. He's out partying. He's AWOL. This team needs him. They need to be playing together. What the hell is going on? And James Harden comes into a wacko situation. I saw somebody post in one of the great memes. They said, as soon as the trade is finalized and it showed a guy taking off a fat suit, it's like, this will be James Harden taking off a fat suit <laughs> and just coming in like he was pushing for the trade, which I still can't believe his size. Dude, I was watching uh, the 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 game where, uh, you know, afterwards all the harsh words were said about Harden by his former teammates. Now, you know, John Wall was saying uh, when everyone doesn't buy in, we can't get things to click. Christian Wood said something similar. And then Boogie was like, yeah, I came here to play with John Wall. So no one else. <laughs> Did he say that? I didn't yeah. see that. Yeah, he's like, I came here. My interest in playing in Houston was to play with John Wall, not anybody else. So. Uh, and that was obviously all a shot at Harden because he had kind of given in. He's showing up late to practice. He doesn't like anyone. Uh, yeah, he just he, he showed no respect for the game uh, at all whatsoever uh, in throwing his little hissy fit to get out of Houston. So um, uh, now I'm mad, and I forgot where I was going with my point. To be honest with you, so how do you think how do you think this looks with James Harden? Because I don't know. I honestly just don't know where. Kyrie fits in this team right now if he even fits the rest of this year I think you know I think they could uncover yeah. some some lies about whatever this this situation with him is and there could be a suspension and if money is to, Kyrie seems like the type of guy that he would Kyrie. lie no. well I'm just yeah, yeah I'm saying like I could see him being like yeah you know it's like the sick time thing we've all done it before where it's like yeah I'm not feeling good and then you take a couple personal days he does that he lies they catch him they don't pay him and then he doesn't play more because he's not getting paid. Like I could feel all of that happening. It feels like the Kyrie situation could boil over, but if he comes back, how do and what does it look like in James Harden and Kyrie Irving sharing a backcourt together? Is James Harden who is he? Is he who he always is? Is he a triple double guy? Is he taking his shots? What does it look like? I mean, you would think that um, Harden probably has to play second fill to KD on any team that he's on. You know, I mean, well, we saw Durant and Curry thrive together. They right. did, they did great, but Ky the third piece is always. But I guess we saw Clay when he was actually on the court. All three of them do their business. Yeah, I mean, uh, Irving is a little more involved than Clay as far as handling the ball and taking. Yeah, that's what makes it tough. It's it, it is going to be uh, there's going to be a massive learning curve. That that's for sure. And by the way, I mean. The stuff that I read uh, late last night, early this morning as we're recording this is that Kyrie is excited to get back to Brooklyn. Like, he's happy about this. So uh, it seems like we are going to see all three of these guys play together, even though that was somewhat of a question before. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's going to be there's going to be a pretty decent sized learning curve for these guys. And. They can win. The thing is, though, is they can win games going away in a learning curve, and no one's going to be that surprised. That's how yeah. good these guys are. KD is one of the best scorers of all time. Harden might be the best scorer of all time. 
and uh, uniquely Durant and and Harden have such a long-standing relationship. And and these guys have all had relationships and probably played together in off-season those leagues they do and stuff like that. So this isn't like he's going into a situation, but he's uniquely going into a situation where he has literally played with one of these guys for a long time. So whatever learning curve is out there, they'll adjust. But you have to imagine well, players in NBA history in those yeah. two. And Irving is really good. Irving is a superstar. That's what's so frustrating about him. Yeah, yeah. That and it's it's frustrating about Kyrie is that, you know, if his attitude had just a little bit of a tweak, he could be one of the best players in the NBA. I think he's close to that, even when he doesn't care that much. It's interesting uh, how you say that because it like when I hear you say that it sounds very like it's not it's not a great well no it's not a great way to say it but you don't mean it like that because when you say like oh you need a little, a little latitude adjustment there buddy like it's like a dad move you're just like I sure. like your attitude but, but to what your point is is he's so talented but he, to anything like, like yeah he's so unlikable he's so unbelievably unlikable and doesn't unlikable. there's plenty of people that are unlikable and still good i mean jimmy butler comes across as not a great you know uh you know banging his teammates uh girlfriend and all that stuff you know he, he seems like he's not the best teammate ever but he's committed you know when you get jimmy butler the dude is committed he's going to be a leader uh and Kyrie irving has all the skill of a guy, you know, obviously it's different skill set and all that stuff, but he has all the NBA talent that Jimmy Butler has, but he doesn't have that push through attitude on the court, you know, which look, a lot of people argue it's better, you know, uh, stuff beyond basketball uh, is more basketball and Kyrie Irving, you know, has indulged himself in, in a lot of that stuff. And that's good from a human being perspective. But as far as your job goes, uh, he just, he doesn't, he doesn't go all in that that's, that's the thing. And it's because he doesn't like things about the NBA and, and the lifestyle. And it's super frustrating to see someone who is that good because there's people that have to dive in and work as hard as they possibly can just to be the last man on the roster that never plays. And Kyrie Irving has all this talent and just has to show up. He can leave whenever he wants to go to TikTok with Drake and come back and he's going to be welcome back because he's so talented. So yeah, I think, I think you said it kind of right. Like the, the problem is it's not an, I mean, maybe it's attitude, but you don't really want to say it like that. It's more sure. that he comes across like somebody that doesn't care and is disinterested and tells us how much he's not going to be playing soon. Not and it's like, out. yeah, like we all know that there's, you know, life beyond anything that we do like, duh, but you know, millions and millions and millions of dollars. It is created the lifestyle that you have. Like, show some show some interest in it like show us that you care show fans that you care show your teammates that you care and guess what he's doing right now not doing any of that he's gone from the team he's out doing tiktok videos he you know he doesn't talk with the media i mean who exactly does he show that he's caring for yeah yeah as far as basketball goes nobody not his teammates not no, the fans no. not the media They're, who is on his side besides you know the guys that are like hey great to have you it's good that you're here let's get on the court Everyone's annoyed with it. I mean, it's, I like DeMarcus Cousins. I've always liked because he's definitely one of those guys like you want some hard truth. DeMarcus is going to give it to you. He'll always, right. like because he's kind of unlikable. But guess what? DeMarcus Cousins is all in on the court. That guy, he, yeah. uh, you know, he's a technical foul guy. He's got an attitude, but he is all in on the court and he's all in basketball. And that's what kind of makes him likable. And I think it's hilarious for him to say something like that. He's just like, I'm here to play with John Wall. Just completely dismissing what nonsense is going on with James Harden. 
I love that. I, I think that's that's very t- and that's very telling for a superstar like James Harden. Yeah, I mean Harden, uh, Harden's attitude. You, you could just tell. You know, I mean, we make make all the jokes we want, but you could just tell by his body that he's not into playing basketball this year. He didn't really care. You know, when yeah. you come his body, in, his body told us a lot of what he was yeah. into. When you come into camp and you look closer to, uh, you know, Bogman than you do James Harden. It's not a good look. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, I guess I'd have to grow out my beard and get uh, any type of basketball skill. Get it like long, yeah, a little bit longer. You yeah. said you can drain some threes, can't you? Uh, yeah, I, I can spot up. So is that what uh, we need to do in our next competition? We'll go out there. Let's let's do some basketball. No, no. I saw myself in that last video and you're not getting me from the, the neck below. Uh, uh, headshot. It'll just be like up here. Yeah. And just boom, boom. You know what? Get Get yourself a cinematographer. And I'm all about it. But. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's a, it's a weird, crappy situation. I think the, um, you know, a, a lot of people saying, well, Harden was just done with Houston. And I don't think you can argue that there wasn't a lot of meat left on the bone there. I agree with that, but Harden created the whole thing. So, uh, knowing that Harden created, it makes this, it made me angry to be honest with you that like, okay, so you set this whole thing in motion. You, uh, were the big part of every move and it looked not just his fault. You know, obviously ownership and Daryl Morey and all those guys being there and letting him have the type of control that they gave him, it's on them too. But um, for him to build this whole thing the way he wanted the whole time and none of it worked out and then to now be uh, a fat crybaby uh, makes me, it just makes me mad. You know, it's I, you, you set this thing in motion and you're not going to see it through to the end. So I'm dying to know what all the trade offers would have looked like. Uh, Danny Ainge, a Celtics team president said, uh, is a report you can, Tim Reynolds was on Twitter, but it's also on Roto world had said that the team, they had considered the possibility of acquiring Harden, but they said, ultimately the price was too high. He was quoted uh, during a radio interview saying we had numerous talks, but the price really wasn't changing. The price was really high for us, and it was just something we really didn't want to do. We decided it wasn't the time for us, and it wasn't the price. Now, when I hear that, something jumps out to me. Is Sure, they probably at one point were like Tatum, and then they got laughed off the court. Um, Jalen Brown I, probably I wouldn't do it for Jalen Brown either. No, I don't either, but, but this is what I'm, I'm getting at, is Ben Simmons came up with the Sixers, and that's a big ask. Brooklyn didn't have anything to give but all those picks. So what I wonder, do you think Houston was giving the option out to teams that, hey, you can do this four or five pick thing and a you know a Marcus Smart and four first round picks? Or were they going to teams with viable trade assets being like, we'll only take Jalen Brown? You know how that trade type of thing goes yeah, yeah. where they, they go in and they're not giving because Brooklyn, Brooklyn could not have offered something that the 76ers did with uh, Ben Simmons. They just, it wasn't on the table. It wouldn't have happened, but I wonder what that looks like and that no other team was able to jump in and make it work. I think they were probably all player centric to start. Um, and that's why nothing got done. And, and after the comments the other night that uh, Harden made, they said, all right, well, you know, obviously now we need to just take picks. So they went back and said, we're going to take picks, um, you know, and Brooklyn offered the most four first round picks and four pick swaps. I mean, plus Karis LeVert and all that stuff and that turning into Oladipo and, 
and uh, you know uh, the rest of the pieces. I I always have liked uh, Dante Exum, but I obviously don't think he's going to add up to anything. But I just uh, like, don't you think Boston would have considered with like the team construction they have right now, if they could have moved like Kemba Walker and then a bunch of firsts and maybe another small piece. I mean, do you think that's better than what? Houston got right now and Karis Levert in the four. I mean, they turned uh, Levert into Oladipo. So Oladipo and some first, is that better or worse than Boston I mean, multiple we, first? And uh, Kemba? we got to go to break here. I, I know, but, but my basic answer is no. I mean, you don't want to be middling. You want to get as many picks as you can to try to trade up in a draft or trade for a better player than what they were being offered. Well, we'll see uh, brand new Rockets team coming brand new Brooklyn Nets team and uh, dying to see the whole thing come together with all three of them. Don't go anywhere though in this league. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. In this league. Look at us. Look at us. Huh? Who would have thought? Not me. Not me. Who would have thought? Not me. Not me. Look at us. Look at us. Who would have thought? Not me. Hello, friends. Hello, buddies. It is in this league. It's Bogman. It's Welsh. Final segment of hour one. Uh, not even planned, but a full conversation and talk around the huge NBA trade with James Harden. And, you know, it's, it's funny. We, we spent the entire time not talking about what a disaster this week has been for the NBA in uh, canceled games and COVID and more extended protocol issues that I think it leaves a lot of questions on the table just as far as like, you know, where the rest of the season goes. And it opens up some questions too to the full handling, I guess, of how sports books would do it. Uh, but then it turns again to where have the nets gone on sports books? And then yeah. uh, Bogman, I think you pulled this up here over on the FanDuel sports book. What changes have happened and how, how have the odds gone in favor of the nets? They've got to be top three or four. They're second now, and they're second by a wide margin. It actually has flipped since I looked. Uh, the the uh, Nets are now at plus 300 uh, to win the NBA title, and the only team with uh, stronger odds than them is the Lakers at plus 260. Uh, the third highest team is the Clippers at plus 600, and the Bucks at 700, and the Sixers at 1800, and then you know on and on after that. So um, they, they are one of the favorites now to win the NBA title, and uh, the only team that has uh, stronger odds is the Lakers, which is kind of surprising because we know there's going to be a learning curve. The Lakers don't have that; they have it a little bit by adding new assets and, and all that stuff. But uh, that they're a good squad that has already won one. So, I wonder what it's going to do to the rest of the <clears throat> the East teams, like Bo like Boston was talking about Harden, Boston, the Bucks. I feel like there's <clears throat> there's got excuse me there's got to be a um there, there's got to be some pressure put on, especially you know getting near a trade deadline, whatever it gets, for these teams to make the moves because it really feels like, which by the way would be great for ratings, but can you imagine we're going to have a Nets Lakers and you're going to have LeBron and AD and Harden and KD and then you'd have Irving. I mean that is a wild wild NBA finals that I think East teams need to step up with their trades. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, we could see, especially if they start, uh, you know, really picking some, some big moves being made. So we'll, we'll pay attention. The next round of the NFL playoffs is 
here. Bogman and I, we've got some DFS plays for your beautiful, beautiful football weekend. We've also got your picks. We got to see, hmm, someone might have been pretty decent last week. So uh, don't go anywhere. Hour two, it's coming up. Hour two.